It's the KSL Movie Show with Doug Wright and Steve Sales. The week's big movie review, movie news, games, and prizes. Here's Doug Wright on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Did I hear some echo in there? You know, you need to turn your microphone on, Stephen. No, it's on. I just couldn't hear you. Well, that's a blessing in disguise. It kind of was for a second. For all. Well, how you doing? Well, who who dad? Where are we? Are well, we? you know, we just talked about that. I mean, you know, I think the station forgot to pay its bill on the. Oh, you know, just <laughs> no, there, there's, uh, you know, we're retooling a few little things. So, oh. but I like the echo when he says my voice, and yeah. it had a little more of the. And now here's Johnny Field. I know. It. I was waiting for the curtains. Apart. I know. I know. Pretty big time. <laughs> the movie <laughs> show, <laughs> but we haven't asked. Matt, what he thought of it. I mean, you know, you're an adopted member of the movie show, so what do you think of the new imaging there at the top? Oh, always great. Always great. Yeah. See? See? He just put his headset on. Like I know. He just, ago, we, so. we just woke him up two minutes ago. So. Well, literally has no, no, no I was totally engaged. Totally <laughs> engaged. All right. Engaged. As we all are on the movie show each and every week, despite what people really think. Okay, Stephen. Well, somebody asked me yesterday, you really planned for that show? I mean, you... I go, I have some prep to do. <laughs> you, go, you, you don't just, don't just wing it? I know. Look at this stuff. I we mean, have papers in front I of have, I have papers. Well, yours Which are is... all handwritten. You know, one of these days you'll get out of the... Uh, I the, remember uh, it better if I write it out. Do you? Yeah. Do you? So well, get off my back. I actually have things underlined and, and the whole deal. You need yeah. a new uh, highlighter, do you? No. No, I used a highlighter last week. Oh. Where is See, it we're now? a very progressive radio show. <laughs> look at us. But it's time that we get to the sponsored feature here because it is... The Movie Show Preview, sponsored by our friends at Call Climate Services. The following preview has been rated G and is appropriate for all audiences. The Movie Show Special Feature. <laughs> okay. I don't know where I am right I know, now. <laughs> I know. I feel like I'm in a different world. Uh, what, gonna, what gonna is get happening? Some, I know what's happening to the poor movie show. Okay, so uh, the movies we're going to look at, uh, I, I have to admit, and I don't want to give away too much on this because we'll talk about it during the review. But living, <laughs> you know, I've been dying at the beginning of I, living. I've told this story a million times how I just raced over after doing my show one day and it was an afternoon screening. It was a river ran through it. <laughs> I sat down and I went, <laughs> and I got there just barely in time. And I'm going, oh, my goodness, is this thing ever going to start? The river's not running. <laughs> I know. But then I realized that I was running too fast and the river was running just fine. Yeah. And that's kind of what I discovered in living. I was sitting there at first going, holy cow, what is this? This is the slowest movie I've ever seen. But the payoff to, to it is amazing. And Bill Nye, it isn't amazing. You know, most of us got to know him really well as the crazed old rock and roller in, in Love, Love Actually. Actually. Yeah. He is a magnificent actor. It's oh. kind of like the guy who was in uh, Notting Hill, you know, the goofy roommate Oh, and yeah. I've, I've seen him in movies. I can't remember his name right now, but I've seen him. Reece Siphons. Yeah, that's right. He is an amazing actor as well. And the range on these guys. So anyway, we'll talk about living. And it's uh, the big little movie of the week. It really is. Yeah. And let's see. What else have we got? Life Upside Down. I have not seen that one, Stephen. Uh, probably a good thing. Okay. And you people. Wow. Oh, man. You know, that wouldn't have been a bad It was the rap music. I don't I want to sound oh. like Grandpa. Oh, said. my goodness. Holy the cow. Language. The language. My daughter comes by, and she goes, I go, listen to this. And she goes, yeah, that's what they 
that's how they that's rap music and and also you know we have all been now thankfully conditioned that many words that you know used to be somewhat often used if not even acceptable for George Carlin pointed them out but yeah exactly but I mean even more cultural terms yeah and now it offends me so much and you know and it's being said by everybody except the white people and I'm going holy cow where's this movie going and can I just ask you the question of the week in you people it stars first of all Every Jewish actor you have ever seen in the history of the world is in the first 10 minutes of that movie at, at this. I can't remember the one guy that played the doctor, something Benjamin. Oh, yeah, and, and he was in a lot of – he was a really hip young actor. You yeah. know, he was in movies with, like, uh, Catherine Ross. and I mean, he was kind of an it guy. He was. Back in the late 60s, early I, 70s. I almost didn't recognize him. I know, and but, I mean, it was almost – Was it Elliot Gould? Oh, and... Elliot Gould was – I mean, everybody you can imagine, everybody. But Judge Hirsch was or in Mel this, Brooks didn't or, or Mel Brooks couldn't make the the appointment apparently. But can I just ask this, Eddie Murphy? Does the guy ever age? I know he's he's the Dorian Grave. He just looks kind of a, a little more. He's carrying a little more weight and not his face know, is filled out. His a face bit. is filled out a little bit, but he looks like he could do you know another forty eight, another another forty eight hours. Well, he is doing right. the Beverly Hills Cop yeah. movie. I know it's incredible. Just anyway, yeah, he he does look great. Shotgun Wedding. Have not seen it. We we squirmed around and begged and pleaded, but we were shunned. I also was shunned. I requested at least twice, and they said, no, no go for you. Do you suppose Sean Maines got it? Uh, I'm pretty sure he did, <laughs> and I I know absolutely Scott Renshaw saw it. But, okay. What does uh, that say about the old pecking order? Well, it's not good for it's us. It's not good for us. We're out to right. pasture, apparently, but I'm, I'm told that we maybe have dodged a bullet. So Yeah, well, yeah, sometimes... The Lord works in mysterious <laughs> yeah. ways. Okay, they so get, we, you could, they can't take another one. Oh, jeez, let's not make these poor guys watch that one. Okay, close. I have not seen that one either. Close is I cannot find where it's opening. It is opening somewhere, but not. not well, that's good to know since it's on our list. And I'll, I'll tell you right now, this movie is Academy Award nominated in the yeah. best international films, and it is amazing okay close and then we'll talk about streaming there's shrinking and poker face poker face was kind of an interesting movie yeah i mean the cast was incredible the the cast was incredible and the woman who uh ends up being kind of the person able to read a poker face let's put it that way oh absolutely she's like a human lie detector natasha leone we just talked about her last yeah i mean she's really quite amazing she is amazing and ryan johnson the glass onion that's right knives out dude did this. So anyway, we'll be talking about all that, and of course, we'll uh, look at the Oscar nominees, and we'll also, of course, fabulous prizes worth up to dollars in telephone torture, and we have door number one, number two, and number three, all to celebrate Valentine's ah, yes. Day, thanks to Jeff the Whipple, yes. who uh, has bestowed these prizes amongst us. I wonder if he knows that his middle name now is The. the. Yeah, <laughs> that's the. my favorite thing, though. You know, I love the Muppet movies, all of them. I have my favorites. But I love the one where it has Chris Cooper, and uh, Kermit is in his office, and he goes, well, Mr. The Frog. <laughs> and there's just something about it. So now it's Mr. The Whipple. It's like Bon Jovi. They call him Mr. Jovi. <laughs> there we go. All right. So fabulous prizes. Don't forget the movie show Top Ten, also sponsored by Call Climate Services. Dee will bestow herself upon us. And we'll tell you how much Tom Cruise makes her word of dialogue. 
Can't I say D's, QPD's before we move on? No. D will be really offended. She's not listening. D will, yes. <laughs> she listens. She's kind of like big mother instead of big brother. <laughs> she better walk lightly. I know. I, I'm sure I'm in trouble yeah, over that one. the tulips on this Already. one. Already, yeah. You know, if you notice so many bad movies have big mama and big mother, you know, and big whatever. Yeah, sorry, D. We'll, uh, we'll say big sister. Huh? Yeah. Is that a big brother? Okay, that works. <laughs> keep digging. <laughs> yeah, keep digging. I'm taking you down with me, by the way. Okay, all of that is coming up here on the movie show at KSL News Radio. And now, the big movie review. Doug and Steve tell you everything your family needs to know about the biggest release of the week. Okay, the biggest little release of the week is a movie called Living. And as I sat back and watched that the other night, I, it was one of those movies where you, it kind of gives you the cold shoulder at first. Then all of a sudden it sidles up to you, and then it puts its hand on your shoulder. Mm-hmm. And then by the end of the thing, it's giving you a big hug. Yeah, it is a good really, way to put it, yeah. it is a remarkable movie. Let's get a little sound from Living. Do you think we should let the police about? What would the police get? He's a couple of hours late for work. A couple of hours late for work. Who would ever have thought? This man, who until yesterday was living a shell of an existence. And I so very much do not wish to do so. Oh, my goodness. Bill Nye is just amazing in this movie. And he is the quintessential kind of starched Englishman who is just impassive. And everybody just kind of wide. And at first you think, gee, who is this guy? Does he work for the king or something? Yeah. And he's just a public servant who works in the county building of London, and he has his own little department. Public works. And there are, and, and within all the public works, there's parks and everything else. But he's not the big kahuna over the whole building. He just basically has equal status with all of these other departments. And Although he is well-respected. Oh, extremely well-expected because he never, he's always perfectly proper. He's perfectly polite. He is absolutely cool, if not cold, but, you know, he never offends anyone. He is always there. You can set your clock by this guy, and he is part of the machine that if you have a request, they will just basically circulate it through the building, frustrating the individuals. In this case, we kind of have at the center of this story this group of ladies who want to take this it's it's kind of an old bombed out area left over practically from the war and the whole deal and it's you know sewage gathers in there there are fallen bricks it's an it's an old you know it's just a hazard to the entire neighborhood and they want to make it a park and the art of this building and you see it in bureaucracies everywhere but this is like squared they just send it through the building and then it comes back and when it gets back to his hands and they say well park says this needs to come to you and he goes well while they are absolutely wrong we can put it here and it will do no harm and it just sits there yeah until the ladies come in again and start it going so everybody kind of admires him for this in a weird way and there's this one new member of the crew who's really observing all this we're kind of seeing this through his eyes and then there's this young woman who has a real spark and a real spunk and she's just trying to get up the guts to tell this person that she's going to be leaving 
And it needs a recommendation. And needs a recommendation. But that's going to come a little later for the resume. She hasn't even broken this to him yet. It doesn't happen until much deeper in the story, which I thought was really interesting. Because all of a sudden, a lot of things are coming to a head. This young woman needing to leave, and she has accepted the new job. But it's all predicated on whether or not she can get a, a, a a recommendation letter from him. In the meantime, we've learned a lot more about his home life and things that are happening there. And boy, he's got a daughter-in-law that you just want to throttle. And, you know, just how staid his existence is in his home, in his commute, in his function in the community, in his work. And finally, we realize something else is going on here. And he goes to an appointment and he comes back from that appointment and his life has changed. He does not go into the office the next day, does not make phone calls. His kids are wondering going on because the office is calling at home. But he is so revered, and he's in a position where all you have to do is just kind of pass the papers across the desk that apparently nobody's raising a ruckus. Nobody's threatening to fire him. He's just such an institution that it goes on and on. He runs into this young woman. He obviously gives her a letter of recommendation. They strike up a bit of a friendship. I don't want to tell anything more about this, but it never gets kinky or weird or strange. It is just watching this person change his life in his latter years, let's put it that way, and what he resolves to do and how he does it. I was mesmerized by especially the end of this movie, but it took the setup to get me in the groove of how mundane everything was. Yeah, by the clock. I mean, he, yeah. everything was exactly, you know, if you were just that kind of person, you'd want everything exactly the same every single day. Nothing is to disrupt your world. Yeah, no, I love this movie. Uh, I gave it an A-. minus. Uh, Bill Nye is, has been nominated for an Academy Award. As he should be. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so, yeah, if you get a chance, you should see this film. It is in Megaplex Theaters and at the Broadway um, and I, I, to be honest, I was a little teary eyed. I was too. And, and there's a scene at the end when they're just kind of admiring what ultimately he has done. And there's this young cop who actually feels a little guilty about, you know, t- t- something that, that he had done regarding it. And I thought it was just the perfect ending. I thought yeah. it was just the perfect ending. Yeah. It's a great film. Yeah. All right. And it's called living but trust me on this one don't give up on this movie hang in there with it because like i said at first it gives you the cold shoulder but pretty soon it's it's going to have you in a warm embrace and it's pg-13 pg-13 all right and it's called living the movie show you probably think this world is a dream come true but you're wrong on ksl news radio right Tis the movie show. Now, this is pretty funky music we got going here. What is this? I don't know, a little tinkling music? I don't know. It's pretty... I think it's very avant-garde. Trying to put him asleep? <laughs> Probably. Well, we try that every week, and it doesn't work, so now we add the music that will. Oh, I hear that we're pretty good at putting people to sleep. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I thought we were kind of, you know... Even the guys in comas are waking up like... <laughs> Reaching for the radio. <laughs> Reaching for the radio. I've heard that, too. Okay, it's a report of the you know, Intermountain Medical Center. If you want to resuscitate the Part guy. Part of the staff. All right, Stephen, I think it's time for a little movie news. Yeah. This is Lowell Thomas speaking, flashing to you the news of the world. We return now to the KSL Newsreel. The biggest stories from the world of cinema and the star-studded glamour of Hollywood. Yeah, I'm kind of getting used to this. You know, it's, it's very cool. He's a peppy guy. <laughs> 
Does he know us? Okay, here we go. Ant-Man and the Wasp. You know, when I heard that they were making the original, the first Ant-Man, mm. I went, oh, geez, pretty soon what, it'll be Raccoon Man. What, I mean, what is it going to be? Please no. You know, I, I mentioned that because Steve is having a raccoon issue. But <laughs> we'll have to go into all the day. I know he's quivering over here. Have a little raucous party up above your garage last night. Night before and the night before that. He's up there knocking the roof. You know, hey, boys, hold it down up there a little bit. I'm huh? actually wandering around my property at 4 a.m. looking for him. We probably got back to the Ant-Man yeah. here. Okay. So a new featurette is out right now <laughs> promoting the upcoming Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Gives us a little glimpse into what's going to be happening. Latest look at the return of Scott Lang. That's Paul Rudd's character, Hope Van Dyne, who is uh, Evangeline Lilly and uh, Ant-Man and Wasp, of course. It showcases the return of the whole Pym family. We've got Michelle Pfeiffer coming back. Yeah, We've got Michael. Uh, Michael Douglas, who is coming back. And Scott's daughter, Cassie Lang, uh, that's Catherine Newton, is coming back. And they're exploring the quantum realm and apparently, even they didn't realize what could happen in the quantum realm. New creatures that we are not familiar. And Janet Van Dyne teases the dangerous nature of Kang the Conqueror. So they hinted a deeper connection between them. By the way, so what's been going on in Antville? It looks multiversey to me. It does look multiversey. So anyway, you know, it's, uh, I thought I'd give you a little update. And I, I, I'm not seeing a firm release date. Have you uh, February 17th. February 17th. Okay, February 17th on that one. But that little featurette, which is more than a teaser, is coming out. Yes. Okay. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we talked about how much money Tom Cruise was making off of... Uh, you were talking per word? Yeah. Somebody figured out between 1983 and just 2019. This is not yeah. even including Didn't even Top include Gun Maverick. Maverick. Yeah. By the way, he has a back-end deal. I think he gets like 17 or $18 million. Up front, yeah. and then however much it makes, he gets a percentage. Well, I hope he's making a whole lot more than a mere seventeen million. Yeah, I know. Yeah. How can a guy live off? That? I mean, how how do you get by? Okay, so between nineteen eighty three and twenty nineteen, he made seven hundred and forty five million dollars. Holy cow! That comes out to, and I don't know what idiot. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine some guy with a little clicker going? <laughs> there's a word. There's a word. There's three words. <laughs> seven thousand. $91 per word of dialogue wow. they figured he made between 83 and 2019. And he's got the same deal about to happen with the next Mission Impossible. Wow. So he's already made $100 million easily on Top Gun Maverick, and now he's got another big boy coming out. can you just see our producer, Gustavo, who's going? I want to get paid could, by the I word. Could, I could be the clicker guy, you know? Can you imagine? Gustavo. <laughs> Gustavo. <laughs> No. He just came online and said, yes, please. Mm. So I yeah. thought Gustavo would be great at that. Poor guy. Only 7000 a word. That's sad. Isn't that terrible? $7,000 How word. am I going to make it? I just much, bought a car. Can you imagine how much <laughs> money we'd make on the movie show with all of our bloviating? Well, you definitely. I am. Ooh, did you hear that? I could probably get in. He's a, turning on me and we're get not a haircut. even. We're not, I, well, I got a haircut and my life changes. Well, it does look pretty on you, by the way. Are you, are you saying that I'm a beautiful man? Like I am not saying Adam that. Driver. He worries me. <clears throat> you're not up to Adam Driver yet, but you're getting there. Well, on that note, gosh, look at the time. Uh, let's see. Okay, we do have more stories. Oh yes, yeah, right. As we try to move along, <laughs> recuperate from that. Renfield. I'm looking forward to Renfield. Uh, apparently, Renfield 
The movie is going to take the Dracula franchise in a completely new direction. The Count being depicted as a despicable boss, kind of like, you know, bad bosses. Horrible bosses. Boy, he's one. I've seen that in the past movies, too. But it's going to arrive in theaters in April. Nicholas Holt will be uh, playing the title character. Nicholas Cage, of course, delivering. Uh, <laughs> it's described as a barnstorming performance. It better be campy. That's all I got. As Dracula, and you know, it's interesting because uh, Renfield apparently uh, they are guaranteeing we have never seen this take on Dracula or the notion that Renfield and Dracula are in a codependent relationship now see i saw that i mean dracula was totally dependent on renfield absolutely in order to get him over here to carfax abbey and so (laughs) anyway cage drew his inspiration apparently from his favorite dracula guess who it is Hmm. i'm gonna go with gary oldman nope it's not bela lagosi either listen to them no it's not that guy it is christopher lee Ooh. you know he was good dracula yeah. Of course, he played every Dracula movie and weird stuff back in the day. Anyway, April 14th, we're going to see Renfield. Well, staying on the vampire scene. Yes. Robert Eggers, he, he's the guy that wrote and directed that crazy movie, The Lighthouse, black and white oh, thing. Oh, jeez. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the, the seagull was not That ha- was a happy. movie that did not redeem itself in the end. Well, check this out. Yeah. He now has signed up with Willem Dafoe. Once again, they have found a new project. Nosferatu. Ooh, Nosferatu. And already signed up, Lily Rose Depp is in the cast, Bill Skarsgård, and Nicholas Holt. What is well, with him? I and don't the, know. With the, the Dracula movies, yeah. So they're already on board. Willem Dafoe is. Nosferatu is basically Bram Stoker's, you know, uh, story without having to pay the rights. He's the creepy bald guy, you know. Yeah. That you Ooh, see and the big fingers, the, the black and white. That is one of the greatest old silent movies ever. And if you've never seen that on the big screen with the mighty Wurlitzer organ, mm. oh, at the organ loft, when I saw that, it was just it changed my world. It I was think great. the Spanish version I was told is like even more incredible. Well, that's Bela Lugosi's the Spanish version because you know you you hear the dialogue. There's no dialogue uh, in Nosferatu, uh, but uh, yeah, it's Bela Lugosi. Uh, Universal Studios. Apparently, I don't know why they've bagged this, but the untitled Madonna biopic with Julia Garner in the starring role, it's on hiatus. And I hear that Universal Studios is no longer moving forward on this. Now, on one paragraph, they say hiatus, and then they say not moving forward. Well, does that mean it's totally been trashed? Who knows? Madonna announced her plans to travel the globe for the celebration tour. It's all through 2023. Details of what the film would have covered were under wraps. Uh, besides taking on the role of director, Madonna was also co-writing the film. And uh, she's determined that in some form or fashion this will go on. She says, I've had an extraordinary life and I must make an extraordinary film oh i thought you were going to say exit <laughs> no no i hope not okay this poor guy and i don't know if this is really movie related but jay leno is recovering I from know. yet another accident motorcycle accident yeah collarbone ribs kneecap wow dude and this is after just in november he had that car fire and it burned up his face i know i know that was that his old stanley steamer that well kind of... he was underneath a car and it caught fire somehow and yeah. he was able to get out i know he... at first it was a speculation it was the steamer because of the way he was burned but i i don't know that as a fact oh yeah i'm not sure um yeah. but man Ooh. what of, a rough... of all those inter- injuries the kneecap yeah Ooh. i know i mean i've had broken ribs and they're a bummer 
I've never had a, a broken shoulder or anything, but wow, kneecap. Collarbone, ribs, Ooh. kneecap, no. Okay. Poor guy. So J, they've, J, they've J. canceled, well, not canceled, but hiatus his uh, yeah. show, the Jay Leno Garage, because, you know, you can't, I don't think you can break much more. Wow. Wow. Oh, by the way, and also Jeremy yeah. Renner is home after his yeah. fiasco with, with the, the snow, snow plow. plow. Yeah. And oh, Chris Evans sent him a note. And said, hey, has anybody checked on the snowplow to see how it's oh, doing? Oh, <laughs> that's when you know you've got a good friend, yeah, somebody exactly. that can pull that off. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, there you have our movie news, ladies and gentlemen, here on the movie show at KSL News Radio. Back to Doug Wright, Steve Sales, and the KSL Movie Show. Kind of sounded like we're augering in. <laughs> you know, just kind of. Abort, abort. Abort, bail out while you can. All right, it is 9.55. Mayday, mayday. Mayday, mayday. Okay, the movie show here at KSL News Radio. And still to come, we have a plethora of things Would to get into. Would you say we have a plethora? We, uh, we do have a plethora, if you know what a plethora is. But uh, Austin Everett will be joining us, screenwriter, director, producer. And we're going to talk about, apparently, aliens. You know? Oh, is this the, yeah, mo- the local yeah. one that he made? Yeah, shot here in the great state of Utah. You know, I mean, it's got a weird title. Thing. I know. My parents were kidnapped, and I'm feeling left out. I'm or feeling something. left out, yes. Kidnapped by aliens, and I'm feeling left out, or something like that. Anyway, we'll find Movie reviews and Hollywood news. The KSL Movie Show. Ooh, that rhymed. Disco. Movie reviews and Hollywood news. Click. Wow. You impressed with the new dude, huh? Well, you know, he's just livened up the show. <laughs> You could always use a little help. <laughs> okay, maybe Clear. They're, maybe they're trying to tell us something. It is ten oh seven here at KSL News Radio. Austin Everett is going to be joining us. Willie, up you sure? In a few moments, you know. But I mean, he's a busy man. So we're going to take. Still trying to figure out what the title of his movie is. <laughs> I've got it. What is it? It is Aliens Abducted My Parents, and now I feel kind of left out. Is that going to go on the marquee like that? Of course it will. There are big marquees, and they're all electronic now. Anyway, oh. I mean, if you have you one have of to those, climb the ladder and put the letters with the in? little plunger deal, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, everything else now. Okay, Stephen, we need to review a movie. Oh, okay. And we'll we'll buy Austin a little time. I... Okay. So, um, how about if we should we talk about Shotgun Wedding? Because you know, <laughs> we we work to try to get it. You work to try to get it. And we could not see it, so, you know, we're kind of... Well, I, I just read one article about Shotgun Wedding, and it says, Jennifer Lopez, you should have said, I don't. Ooh. You know... But I also all, saw two-and-a-half-star review, so... We all love Jennifer, but sometimes she does not choose wisely. Well, Josh Demel's in this as, yeah. as well. He's a, you know, decent dude. <laughs> That's the review. Well, Josh Demel uh, is in this, dude. and he's a decent dude. Yeah. So, and I have seen a two and a half star rating. Yeah. You know, that's not a rave review. No, right there. but when that's your peak and, you, and yeah. Rotten Tomatoes is saying like 28%. Ooh. You, uh, so, I, I'm not clear on that number, but I know it was below the Mason Dixon line. Yeah. So we're, we're kind of, you know, barring the fact that we eventually will see it. But as for now, yeah, it it's on today on Prime Video if you want to watch it okay. and, and let us know. And let and then you give us the review. Yeah, why See, not? I like that. Yeah, reciprocate. We, yeah, you you can call in and 
And we'll laugh at you at your review. And then we'll mock your review as well. Okay, now I'm still waiting for word from our esteemed (laughs) – I'm getting a – not yet – Tick, tick, tick. So well, what should we should we actually should we talk about Poker Face? Oh, I would love to. All right. Uh, now I don't know if we have any sound on Poker Face. I think we do. I think we do. So here we go. Uh, not Poker Face. Oh, we don't. We don't. Oh. So so we're gonna have to. How about if we play it out? We could sing the song. We could. <laughs> Poker Face. That's okay. So it. anyway. Uh, you know this. This was this was kind of a cool thing. I I liked Poker Face. Well, considering it's Ryan Johnson. Yeah. And he you know did Knives Out and uh, Glass Onion, and he was going around to different studios, going, "Hey, I want to do a TV series where it's a it's episodic. You yeah. know, where it's about a a group of people or a person, and they go from you know place to place and do a new show. So it's recurring character." But it's in a different right. episode each. So you're not doing the whole, well, if you didn't watch, you know, episodes one through three, you won't right. get it. This is actually, a, I thought, a brilliant idea. This is really a cool movie. You know, Adrian Brody, you know. Adrian is, Brody, uh, Benjamin Bratt is in this. That's right. You know, he's the, he's the guy that's kind of the enforcer within the casino. I can't wait to see who plays the father. I uh, know. We've heard his voice. Oh, but, yeah, that's right. Yeah, right at the end. Uh, and, you know, and, and this is one we need to be really careful because I don't want to give away too much. But, you know, we, we meet this. Uh, this it, it's Charlie. Like, it, well, it's kind of like a small town I'm talking about. Oh, oh, oh. It, it, kind of like a mesquite or something like that. It's, it's not Las Vegas. It's not Reno. But it's a gambling town. Yeah, and, okay. You know, and it's obviously out in the desert and so on. And it has a lot of the things that we've seen in other, you know, kind of casino movies where there's the chic and elite and the high rollers and then there are the folks that live out in the old ratty trailers yeah, exactly. and so on but anyway you know you're kind of going well where where is this movie going and so adrian brody has taken over from his father who built the frost casino and it's in the town of frost oh i and, didn't catch yeah that. and so anyway but it's time for and he self-described screw-up. He said, I'm viewed by my dad as a screw-up, and I'm here. He figures I can't mess up this casino. It's just a moneymaker. Yeah. And we learn a little bit about the structure of it, you know. There are the regular gamblers. There's this. And then there are those that they call the whales. Yeah. And the whales are the big pay guys. They're the guys that you give the presidential suite to. You comp everything. And they just blow money like crazy. Sure. So we're introduced to this uh, young woman who is, uh, you know, works in, in the the housekeeping department of the, the casino. And she's going through and she's cleaning this guy's he, She knocks, you know, housekeeping, opens the door, housekeeping, and nobody answers. And so she goes in. And she's just taking sheets off and everything else. The place else, is kind of a things, mess. Yeah, throwing things around. It's not trashed. It's yeah. not like, you know, a rock band's been there. But, you know, somebody who obviously is used to, to some real comfort. and But then she sees, she just catches something out of the corner of her eye, and a laptop computer is up. And we never see what she sees. Which is brilliant. It's absolutely beautiful. Because you're, you know, again, the imagination. Because my daughter said the same thing. What is she seeing? I, I know. Go, That's the beauty of storytelling. And then through the story, it kind of leads that this is, you know, something horrific and child you know uh, pornography or something you know and, and maybe even you know who knows your your mind's going is it a snuff 
picture. Right. I mean, you know, what's it's going something on obviously here? disturbing. So she just is freaking out. And so she goes over and she takes out her cell phone and takes a picture of the screen. And then she hears the the, the bathroom, you know, the, the flush. Oh, the guy's coming out. And yeah. the door. And she just she runs out. She leaves her cart there and everything. And she's doing the right thing. And she goes to the management offices. And there she meets with the Adrian Brody character, who's the screw-up, <laughs> allegedly. Yeah, and Benjamin Bratt, who's and the enforcer. And Benjamin Bratt. And you've seen him before. You saw him in the uh, Sandra Bullock, oh, you Miss know, Congeniality, Congeniality and yeah. everything. You know, he's really a, a likable and nice character. And so, you know, but wow, where this takes us. And then the other character that's introduced, we get to know this cocktail waitress. And she's really good friends with this young woman who took the picture and is, is in the housekeeping. But we find out that this person, this young cocktail waitress, she's kind of got an exalted spot within the casino, and she has worked there forever, and she's called up to the main office. And we don't really know why. But, you know, and Adrian Brody, this was brilliant writing, too. Rather than having her recite kind of, well, what is your legacy here at the casino? What's your legacy with my father? You know, you have a, and she's just kind of humming and hawing and everything else. She's expecting to be fired now that it's under a new regime. But he starts, well, let me tell you, and you tell me if I'm right. And he goes through all these things. And apparently she is an amazing gambler. She has a gift. Adrian Brody's father watched her forever from the crow's nest, every angle you can imagine to try to figure out. And she, he looked into her past. She'd, she'd hit a, a town like Kansas City or small Cheyenne. little casinos. You know, whatever, these small casinos and even private games, and she would just fleece everybody. And in her mind, And they're thinking, is she counting cards? Is she counting cards? Does she have a shill? Does she have somebody reading? You know, what's going on? But finally, and they never really make it clear, but he goes, you, my dad figured it out. And basically banned her from, it's almost like the cooler thing. Right. You know, where, you know, puts her in Except position. Except if you keep her close, hire her. Hire her and everything. And then she isn't out and about. And she described it as like a life sentence. She gets a life sentence, a cushy job. She practically can't be fired. She makes, well, she lives in a pretty ratty trailer. Mm. But, and then... What ultimately happens when they decide that they're going to maybe focus on one of their whales and see if they can get a little more money out of this guy? Where this goes is amazing. And, you know, I'm, I'm going, this, this is like a standalone movie. But then at the end, it takes you on a completely different ride. And all of a sudden, this character that we've come to know and kind of love in a weird way is in the next episode. Well, to me, the premise of, of this is th that she can tell if you're lying. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the whole point is like she can look at you. In fact, probably the most yeah. used word in the is BS is what she says. She can't help herself. Yeah, I wasn't going to mention that. But, well, I, but since you have, you know, Adrian Brody said, let's let's put this to the test. Takes a deck of cards, holds it up and he goes four of clubs. She goes BS. Yeah. Puts it down. Ace of spades. That's right. So she can just read. She can read. She's like a human lie detector. E exactly. Yeah. And so. I thought, what a great way to. So she's basically a Columbo kind of character. Yeah. Uh, and we'll, I've seen all four episodes. We watched them all last night. And they're about, you know, 45 to an hour. Right. And it, it, wait till you get into the. The other cool thing is that they'll set up the story 
and then they'll set up her part as it relates to that yep. story. Yep. It's really well done, and you know Ryan Johnson is a great director. So if you haven't seen Poker Face, it's on Pe- Peacock. And love, love, love this. And she makes it clear she can't read the future, things like that. It's just if somebody's lying, she can tell. Yeah. Yeah. All right. On that note, let's take a break. And again, that is simply called Poker Face. All right. Let's take a brief break. Natasha Leone is the lead, by the way. And when we come back, we're going to be talking with Austin Everett. Will we? Yes. I know that as a fact. Okay. So let's stay. uh, Let's all stay tuned. It's the world-famous KSL Movie Show on KSL News Radio. Are we famous? Steve has his mouth full of, uh, what is that you're uh, wolfing down right there? You need to lower the boom there. Yeah. Go ahead. World's greatest apple fritter. Apple fritter. This okay. is where this comes from. Legendary. Heavenly. Okay. Austin Everett is joining us right now. You know, when, when uh, Virginia mentioned this to us, and I, I love the title, Aliens Abducted My Parents, and now I feel kind of left out, I thought, hey, we got to talk with this guy. And yeah. shot here in the state of Utah, Austin Everett, welcome to the movie show. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, we really appreciate you joining us. You've got to tell us about this. And, you know, I was reading a little bit uh, about you, and, I mean, Really? You started your introduction in the world of film was at the age of five in Tokyo? I mean, really? Overachiever right. at five? And I mean, I, I'll, I'll be honest. I had very little uh, to do with uh, how that all started other than just being at the right place at the right time. Uh, but it was a great, it was a great introduction uh, into the, the industry at large. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking, too, you know, MGM Studios optioned your script, The Traveler, in 2019. Yeah. I mean, all kinds of things, you know, that you've been involved in. And now you've got a movie that premiered at the Broadway on January 20th and will be screening at the Megaplex Gateway January 28th. That's tomorrow? Tomorrow? Uh, yeah. That's tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. That's right. That's tomorrow. We're going to be there. Um, we're going to oh, be amazing. there tomorrow. I will be there as well. We're going to be doing a special edition of the movie show tomorrow since the Megaplex Gateway is the Salt Lake City epicenter for the uh, Sundance Film Festival. But you've got to tell us about this movie. Give us a little background on this one. So here's the background. Uh, The director, Jake Van Wagner, uh, gave me a call about two years ago uh, saying that himself and the cinematography uh, photographer, also producer Jeremy Prusso, uh, they had an opportunity to make a movie, uh, and he was curious if I had anything uh, that I had written that he could direct. Something, and he was he was very clear that he wanted something uh, that he could watch with his whole family. He's got five kids, and so he wanted it to be, you know, a little a little Spielbergian, you know, something along the lines of like ET, you know, something something that he could watch with his kids and enjoy. Uh, and my answer was no. Uh, I have nothing that fits in that genre it's at all. Always I yes. Like I have, yeah. I was just like, I have a serial killer movie that I've written. Do you want to direct that? And his answer was no. Um, and then it wasn't until about a month later that I called him back and I was like, okay, what about a movie called Aliens Abducted My Parents? And now I feel kind of left out. And there was a, a, a brief, a pregnant pause on the phone. And then Jake goes, okay, let's do it. 
And I was like, all right, oh, wow. here's the pitch. And he's like, no, I got it. I got it from the title. I know what the movie is. Go and write it. Uh, and that's kind of, that's where it started. You, you've got to give us just a little bit of a kind of a verbal trailer here, because as I was reading about Itzy and Calvin, a uh, space-obsessed sure. uh, kid, uh, you know, and everything else who, who really is uh, believing that his parents were abducted by aliens, where in the world did you come up with this idea? And tell us about it. Well, I mean, the story, uh, truthfully, it came from the title. I mean, once I had the title, I was like, I would love to watch a movie that was, you know, called Aliens Abducted My Parents, and now I feel kind of left out. It was like, okay, whose parents were abducted by aliens? And, and you know, who is this Who is this person that is not even mad about it? He, he's just, he's a little bummed that he wasn't abducted, too. And so, you know, constructed the character of Calvin, who, you know, becomes obsessed with space and following, you know, tracking this comet that, you know, that he's, that's coincidentally in line with all of these UFO spottings. And then our story really begins when Itzy, you know, moves from the big city uh, to this small town and is desperate to get out uh, and finds uh, an opportunity to get out by writing an expose about the strangest thing in this small town, which is, of course, Calvin, you know, this space obsessed <laughs> kid. And so they have, you know, like a similar goal where she wants to get out of this little town and go back to the big city. He wants to get out of this, you know, small town and join his parents up in space. <laughs> do do we now I don't want to give away too much, but do we ever kind of find out the real deal on Calvin's parents? We do. Yes, we Ooh. do. Uh All it's, right. it's in the movie. I've never heard of anybody starting with a title and working backwards. Well, and, you know, sometimes that won't work out well if you stick with the title. Like when uh, Paul McCartney sure. was writing yesterday, mm. it was scrambled eggs, doo-doo-doo. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad you didn't name this movie Scrambled Eggs. Yes, it, it, it could have been uh, Aliens Abducted My Parents and Now I'm Eating Scrambled Eggs. But I, I, I like the one that we stuck with. Yeah, titles first sometimes, you know, are not the best idea if you're going to hang on to that Well, title. definitely pigeonhole you. <laughs> you yeah, better come up with something better, that matches. It locks you in yeah, here. I got to talk about shooting this here in the state of Utah. Now, was that, if, if you had had, you know, some huge budget or something and looked around all over the place, would you still have chosen Utah or was that a matter of convenience? It wasn't, it wasn't a matter of convenience, truthfully, because, you know, I mean, Jake, the director, uh, is based here in Utah. Uh, and I, you know, lived here uh, in Utah from, you know, age six until age 22 uh, and, and came back and forth from Utah. My parents still live here. Um, and so both Jake and I, uh, you know, grew, I mean, really, and not grew up in Utah, but came up. Uh, through the film industry, working on various productions in Utah. Uh, he and I actually met on a production of a Nickelodeon pilot that shot in Park City. Um, and so all the 100% of the crew uh, are Utah-based. They're Utah locals. Uh, half of the cast, you know, are from Utah. Um, we worked in conjunction with the Utah Film Commission. So, uh yeah. You know, it's it's very much a homegrown, you know, uh, Utah movie. 
Well, it it must be a real satisfaction, you know. Virginia Pierce, you know, brought us uh, brought this to our attention, and when we were setting up today's show and then tomorrow's show at uh, Gateway, I said we got to talk about this movie. But when will we mere mortals who maybe aren't going to be able to catch a particular screening during Sundance? When will we Earthlings be able to see this movie? Uh, hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. Where one of the one of the best parts of of Sundance is that you know it really puts us uh, in the in the spotlight for you know distribution, uh, you know different venues that you know are looking for films to exhibit. Uh, and as soon as we uh, nail down a distribution plan, we'll let you guys know. Hey, as soon as that, yeah, as soon as that comes about, and we'll talk more with Jake tomorrow on the show, but we'd love to have you guys back with us again when we kind of know what the future is and what the overall reception has been, and we really appreciate you joining us, Austin, on the show today. Absolutely. uh, And plus, this will be a real feather in your cap, you know. I mean, you know, if if you can survive the movie show, you can survive anything. (laughs) Thank you so much. It's an honor to be on the show. Oh, it's a lot of fun to have you. Really, sincerely, best of luck with this movie, and I'm really looking forward to seeing it. And again, the title of the movie, we all love the title of this movie. I mean, you know, there are all kinds of, you know, know, alien titles out there. But I think his phone was abducted by aliens. I've never seen quite a title like this that implies, like, you know, why didn't they take me? Aliens abducted (laughs) my parents, and now I feel kind of... Left out. Our guest has been Austin Everett. The Movie Show. It ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. On KSL News Radio. That's like describing our listeners. How much can they take? How much can they put up with? They go 15 rounds with us every Friday. Uh, every Friday, and they keep coming back, and we love Bless you. Bless their hearts. Yeah, we love you. The Movie Show. Spock, you haven't changed a bit. You're just as warm and sociable as ever. No, have you, Doctor? As your continued predilection for irrelevancy demonstrates. On KSL <laughs> News Radio. <laughs> Somebody, That's cool. you know, really did some nice work on that, you know. Okay, well, apparently we had some technical difficulties that Stephen and I were totally unaware of, and we <laughs> delivered all of our streaming news. And you to, missed it. It was amazing. To ourselves. And I was going to say, its I think it's the best streaming news we have ever had. And, and poignant. Poignant, I mean, pithy. Life-changing. You know, as Woody Allen would say, pithy yet degenerate. You know, I, th- I thought <laughs> it describes it pretty well. Yeah. It, <laughs> all right, Stephen. Sure. Since we did such a brilliant streaming news mm. Well, nobody was listening because we were having, you know, <clears throat> issues. Should we, should we give it another shot? Sure. And this time, we, we do need the motivation of the open. So here we go. Planning on a weekend on the couch? Streaming your favorite movie or a new show? Doug and Steve sort through it all so you only binge the best. It's the movie show streaming reviews on KSL News Radio. Well, you know, Stephen always spends the weekend on the couch, one with Dr. Schwartz, you know, making sure that mentally things are okay. And the rest is all all watching, you know, football. Or 
watching streaming or stuff. Or watching streaming stuff. Okay. For the Dare- edification of our audience. Daredevil fans rejoicing. It's been reported by Comic Circus that uh, Jill Blankenship, along with partner Mr. Godfrey, will work on the screenplay for an 18-episode series. The show is called Daredevil Born Again. See, nobody's hearing that last time I said Daredevil. Which was funnier. Which was much funnier, you know, than what I just said. But Charlie Cox returning as Matt Murdock, Daredevil. Vincent D'Onofrio huh, will reprise his role as the violent genius Wilson Fisk. And it hasn't been confirmed if some of the other you know, heavyweights will be coming back. And no plot details are out there. Might focus more on Mayor Fisk. And because it's now a Disney Plus series... Likely to be a little less graphic and uh, born again, Daredevil, born again, set to released in the spring of 2024. See, I did that so much shorter. And if you want to get a taste of what you know, Matt Murdock does, he's also part of or has been part of the uh, She-Hulk series uh, right. towards the end. And actually, Vincent D'Onofrio had a small part as well. So okay, it, that's there. So The Last of Us is probably one of the biggest shows that have come HBO Max in forever. So, well, since Game of Thrones, to be honest. Uh, and it is doing extremely well. The first two episodes are done, uh, and uh, they come out every Sunday. Um, so if you haven't caught up, it, there's only two episodes, so you can catch up really quickly. This is, uh, It is kind of zombie-esque a little bit, but it's so much more than that. It's Pablo Pascal, or Pedro Pascal, and this young woman, uh, I think her name is Bella Ramsey. She's t- terrific. Now, when we did the rehearsal for this segment a few moments ago, yeah, you know, we were talking about there are really good zombie movies out there. Yes, you know, Dawn of the uh, Shaun of the Dead, oh, and, and Zombieland, you know, and Zombieland, and then uh, what, what was Warm, it? Warm bodies. bodies and so on. But I'll tell you, just the let's see how many zombies we can blow their heads apart on, and how many people can be eaten up. I'm I'm tired of that. Yeah, and this, even though it was based on a video game, it is almost the opposite okay. of a video game because there's a lot more suspense and acting and actual storytelling. Actual acting. Yeah. Wow. So. HBO Max developing a new comedy series, Unfriendly Black Hotties, and it's supposed to be a comedic satire that explores how Gen Z is weaponizing political correctness, and this is told through the eyes of four high school Girls and Unfriendly Black Hotties is allegedly going to address stereotypes, challenging the status quo, builds itself as a fresh, thought-provoking, and entertaining series that will resonate with audiences of all ages, Stephen. So we have another series that started this week called Shrinking. This is with Harrison Ford, who owns a little gaggle of uh, a clinic of, of clinicians of and jason siegel is one of the uh, um, psychiatrists that works there he's he's kind of a mess in his own life but he's pretty decent at being a, you know a, a therapist jessica williams is in this she was on the daily show yeah. she's wonderful i've watched the first two episodes this has potential harrison ford is actually funny in wow this show. He's, he's a says, busy guy. He really New is. New Indiana Jones he's been doing the yellowstone 1923 yeah. stuff and then this and yeah, he says, I, I love to work. That's what I do, and this is what I do. And he says, I'm kind of excited to do this comedy. 
and he's very funny in it. Well, you know, helicopters are expensive, Steve. Absolutely. <laughs> so what can we say? Yeah, so it's called Shrinking, and okay. it's on Apple TV Plus as of today. And did we tap you out on your streaming news? Uh, you did. We already talked about Poker Face, which right. I Poker really The Movie Show, Quirky Pick of the Week. Pick of the Week. Listen to you. We've got new, new music. New funky moot music. You know, we're all dancing around here at my oh, hearing center. Is he really dancing? No. You throw a hip. <laughs> we'd and, all throw a hip. Yeah, and we'd, and we'd all throw Steve, you know, just <laughs> right out the door. I have people, you know. You have people? <laughs> I can throw me out my own door. Uh, yeah, that's right. I can be thrown out of my own door. Thank you. <laughs> Good afternoon. Good afternoon, sir. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that move, that song didn't make it, by the way. I know. Why didn't Good Afternoon make it? I don't know. Please. They have no sense of humor. You guys, no. maybe I should just not bother. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Hi, Hi, D. Yes, hi, D. Hi. How are you? Thank you. Thank you. You that got was... stuff for us? Well, Notice you know, me. You know what? What? Guess who stayed up till 2 a.m. last night and watched Shotgun Wedding on Amazon Prime? You did. No way. I sure did. Wow, so the official Why? movie show review comes from D.I.M.? Oh, I don't know if I want to do a real review. I heard you say that the real critics didn't like it much. Well, a two and a half was the highest I oh, saw. Oh, was that what you saw? Yeah. Yeah, that's probably, I don't know if I could even give it a three, but I it thought, was... But you're a Josh Duhamel fan. I love Josh Duhamel, and See. this was good casting. Josh Duhamel and Jennifer Lopez, it was a good match. They had, you know, good chemistry together. It's cute. It was kind of like um, on a par with The Lost City. Do you remember uh, 2022? That was yeah. Sandra Bullock and Channing, Channing Tatum. Tatum. Yeah. And it was an action-adventure, pretty big-scale, you know, production. Not very good. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't great, but it was It was, It was. was a good popcorn movie. Popcorn in your home Is that home the one movie. with Brad Pitt? The, yeah. yeah, Weatherman. Yeah, yeah. And oh. this one had a good cast, too. It had Jennifer Coolidge. It had Lenny Kravitz. Sonia Braga was beautiful in it and uh. and funny. Remember her? Oh, yeah. yeah. She yeah. was in Milagro Beanfield yeah. War and well, everything was, else and with Robert Redford for a while. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I'll, I would recommend it for people like me. It's, it's an, Who are people like you? Who are people like me? You know, the me? question <laughs> is, Steve, what was my wife doing up at that time of night? Because I, that's the only time you watching could see Shotgun it. Wedding because it dropped at midnight. <laughs> it dropped at midnight. Yeah, no, so you, no. you, I would have done that, but I didn't care that much. So I know. I get it. You, oh, yeah. you took the bullet for the whole show. I did. I did, and I'm glad I did. I, uh, it so. is, it is pretty much adult. There's pretty adult language, but there's not really anything else. Yeah. You know? So two and a half stars. I think two and a half three is fair. Maybe, maybe I'd give it a three on a. Girly scale. On a girly scale. (laughs) With the Josh Dumel bump. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, it gets a half a point for Josh, huh? Yeah. Yeah, but it's a a fun production. It's got a little bit of an unusual theme. And, you know, I mean, you don't expect pirates at your wedding. And that's what it's all about. So. Oh, we had Scottish dancers and sword dancers and everything at our wedding. We did. So it wasn't a shotgun. It was a, what do they call those? Well, there were a lot of. (laughs) There were a lot of shotguns. Okay. There were a lot. So what else? Does D have in well, store? so my QPW this week is a little bit uh, random. I I think you would expect it to be random, but it's based on the fact that I'm listening to a biography that was that released in November 2022 by Matthew Perry, and it's called Friends, Lovers, and the Big Terrible Thing. Remember who Matthew Perry is? Sure, sure. Big and Friends, and and did quite a few movies in the nineties. And this, um, well, we watched a little bit of one. Uh, you watched the whole thing. I last watched the night. whole thing, and that would be my pick. And it's Fools Rush In, yeah. nineteen ninety seven, with Salma Hayek. Oh, that, that that's a cute, cute little movie. Yeah, it's it? a it's a really cute movie. And if you haven't seen it for a while, it's it's sweet. It's got you know, it's got a ton of 
cultural yes. assimilation between yeah. a couple. And what's fun about it, back to this bio, it's really a little bit heart-wrenching. He, he wasn't just struggling with one thing, you know, a little bit too much wild young drinking. He really had has had a severe addiction problem. Yeah. And during Fool's Rush In is when he had his first opioids because he hurt himself um, doing some wave running, and that's kind of when he tipped into that. But, but he talks about it, and so that made me want to watch it. And it, it is a good biography that he's written, and his father plays his father in it. Do you remember wow. the father? Do you remember when they're out on the boat, and he goes, yeah. white people are melting here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's his father. His father was a famous model. He was the old spice man oh, wow. that came in with the hat on, just good-looking people. His, the, yeah. Over his shoulder. Yeah, over that. his shoulder. Yeah. And his mother was like a, a press secretary for Pierre Trudeau. He came from a, you know, a, wow. a very kind of elevated background and so his biography's good i would recommend it he reads it and then so he's canadian i did he is canadian yeah, yeah he is canadian yeah isn't that amazing how many comedians kind of in the yeah. saturday night live era the sitcom era were from second city canada everything else yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah he came a little different route his dad was living in la and was a character working character actor i think still is then the last thing i wanted to mention was i don't know if you talked about it a couple of weeks ago about the passing of lisa marie presley yeah we did mention it. Did you? Yeah. Okay. So because of that, I and her funeral was a couple of days ago at Graceland. Um, I, I wanted to watch Elvis, and Doug's not so wasn't so crazy about watching Elvis, but we watched most of it. I think to revisit that, you know, I Austin or Aston Butler, Aston? Austin, Austin. I think he was phenomenal in it, and I didn't realize he'd done nearly all that singing himself. Yeah. So I think he was amazing. I did not like Colonel Parker, and I didn't even particularly didn't, like uh, Tom Hanks in it. Didn't so. Tom Hanks get a Razzie for that? He got three. He got yeah. one for Pinocchio and right. for that movie and something else. What was the third one? Yeah, I can't remember. Well, that's interesting. So do you think people didn't like his portrayal, or they just didn't like Colonel Tom Probably Parker? both. Yeah. Probably yeah. both. I, I did not care for that character. I thought it was too one-note. Yeah. No one could be that Simon Bar Sinister, you know. Yeah, I, don't I agree know. with Colonel, you. <laughs> Colonel Parker, he was legendary for being a weenie. Right, oh, but I mean, yeah. there's got to be another side to him. And you, why would you put Tom Hanks in that role then? Yeah, you know? I. I why would he accept that role? I wonder. Because well, I mean, Colonel Parker was, uh, and he's not even a colonel, of course. Man without a country. He he was. He was really a jerk. Well, and maybe he just wanted a stretch to do something different. Well, you know? I think, yeah, to me, it was the writing. The, yeah. If the yeah. script isn't there, you know, I think once he got into it, he's like, uh-oh, what have I done? Oh, that's interesting to hear because when I – Doug wasn't crazy about watching it again, so and I was just really interested because of, you know, again, all the focus on Lisa Marie and how much they loved Austin Butler's portrayal. Oh, yeah. That yeah. family just loved him. Yeah. And so I thought, i got to see this again, and he was – great in it did he i haven't followed he the, is one he yeah. is nominated oh, i was gonna say i haven't tracked the academy award nominations for best actor uh, yes yeah. oh good Do you know that's, what that's got well me deserved, again. i think and, and watching, makeup in, oh, yeah. well, that too, yeah. in watching this movie again that final scene where they morph from butler into oh, elvis, elvis yeah, right, on that right. oh man uh, also best picture by ripped the way. me out oh yeah. really yeah. interesting well i i do think it's worth a watch but um was not one of my favorites. So I would go back to my QPW being Fool's Rush In, 1997. Hey, well, earlier we reviewed Living, and you watched Living. Right. Uh, and, it, you know, I, I described it as first. You're getting the cold shoulder from this movie, and then pretty soon you, you're sidling up to it, and then pretty soon you put your hand on its shoulder. Pretty soon you're hugging it, and you give it a warm embrace at the end. But, boy, I'll tell you, 
it, it takes a little bit of grit to get through the first 20 minutes, half hour of that. It does. I, I kind of drifted on it myself, but it does pull you back in, that's yeah. for sure. By the way, after the nominations came out, two of them, we have the uh, the screeners for it. It's called Close yeah. and one uh, the Quiet Girl. And my daughter Amber and I watched them back to back, and they are, oh, my gosh, it is the waterworks. Oh, okay. Well, it, I don't know if I, if I, I want mean, to do it, waterworks. No, it's that good, though. But I did like that series you talked about. Um, uh, oh, uh, Poker, Poker Face. Face. Poker Face. Yeah. 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 I've oh. seen the first four episodes, and they are they're a little familiar, you know, as you get to the – because it's like a Columbo. Yeah. She's yeah. solving crimes, but yeah. they do it in a way that – by the fourth one, we go, this feels kind of repetitive. Well, I like the producer, Ryan Johnson. You know, yeah. oh, yeah. He, oh, from, yeah. he came from Glee, right? Oh, yes. I and, and you know that podcast I listened to, you must remember this about old Hollywood. That's his wife, Karina Longsworth, who does that. She's a, a showbiz researcher of old Hollywood. Oh, yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Well, there you have it. These quirky picks of the week. My thoughts for the week. That's all the thoughts I have. <laughs> I'm done thinking. <laughs> done thinking? Oh. All right. Okay. Just slipping into neutral on the thinking That's thing. a country song, by the way. Over drinking, under thinking. It would be a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. All How right. do you no, know it that? really is a country song. Oh, it is one? country yeah. music? Oh, I didn't know you liked country music. I just like this one kid. His name's, uh, I can't remember his name, Milligan. Just remember the name of this song because it's so clever. It was funny, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a brief break, and then we shall come back with more of the movie show. But Drake Matt, Milligan. Drake Milligan. That's his name, Drake Milligan. Oh. He's great. Okay. All right. I know. It's crazy. I have to buy his greatest hits album. The movie show. Who's president of the United States in 1985? Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan. The actor? On KSL News Radio. Okay, Stephen. Gambolling. Here is the. Uh, no W, right? The, no, no. It's just G A M B O L, and it's the uh, the two. The, for example, the two of them are gambolling in the woods. What that means is that they are in the act of running or jumping about playfully. So during you, the turn of the century. So you gamble. Every single time the Dodgers win. Am I right? <laughs> His eyes just went crazed. Are you like, nuts? They can't even say that. That's a cuss word. You're just gambling when, when the Giants do well. Never the 49ers mind. do well. Okay. I think it's time. gamble for them. Stephen, it's time for telephone torture. Oh. Yes, What are we going to give Vahe this week? Oh, yeah, <laughs> really. Now, remember, you can only win every 90 days. Yeah, and somebody's calendar is jacked up because... We, we we may have to stretch that out to every 90 years for, for Vahe. But anyway... Lifetime winner. Lifetime, yeah, you get the lifetime winner award. So, what are our choices? We have the traditional oh, yeah. telephone torture prize package, which is the two movie tickets and one large Megaplex popcorn and two large Coca-Cola soft drinks. We also have another option, which is the new Platinum X movie experience. Double date. Take a couple of your friends and your loved one. And uh, this is exclusively at the LHM Megaplex Theaters at Thanksgiving Point. This is big screen in a whole new way, the Platinum X. And you get two large Megaplex popcorns and four large drinks. Or the all-inclusive Megaplex Theaters Valentine's Day uh, or Night package on Tuesday... 
February 14th. wonder why they picked that day. Gour- I can't imagine. <laughs> Gourmet dinner, buffet for two, two Megaplex movie tickets, one large Megaplex popcorn, two large Coca-Cola soft drinks, and special Valentine gifts. But this is only in Sandy at the Jordan Commons or in South Jordan at the District or Valley Fair Mall in West Valley City. So, Stephen, I'm thinking of a three. number three. three. The number is number three. My server's working much better. Yes, you're, you're receptive today. It must be because you gamble every time the Dodgers I, win. So I do gamble. <laughs> all right. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's go and find out who our first loser is. And hi, who's this? Hello? You say bye. You're hi, who's this? This is Wayne. Wayne, how are you? Oh, maybe not so good. Yeah, you know, you're caller number one, and sometimes that's oh. a good thing. But, but, yeah. but not, not today. Uh, are okay. You're going to just, just embrace it, aren't you? You're just going to wrap yeah. your arm. I prefer to think floor. of it as not a winner than a loser. But. Ooh, you are <laughs> not a wiener. Hmm. Uh, but that does equate to being a loser. Gustavo, let's let him have it. Your best. Losers always whine about their best. Ooh, Sean. He does Sean Connery. There's almost than... something sinister about the way he says I that, isn't know. it? All right, let's go back to the phone line. And hi, who's Hello this? There. Hi there. Hello. You're you're awfully happy for a loser. Well, you know, I didn't know what number you were looking for or whether I would be, but a loser on the movie show is the same as silver medal in any other sport. So <laughs> oh, it's a silver medal. I like that. Second place. So yes. Wayne, Wayne was bronze, mm. and you're silver. So I guess we better move on after we notarize you officially as a loser and notarize go to the, to the wiener. So, all right, here we go. Notarizing. Let him have it, Gustavo. Gustavo's in a good mood today. Yeah, Gustavo's in a good mood today, you know. I don't know why. I'm really having to produce this show. It's Friday. Okay, let's go back to the phone line. And hi, who's this? Hi, this is Rich. Rich, you are a big... Fill in the winner. Wiener. (laughs) Yeah, he said it right. I said it wrong. You're a wiener on the movie show. And which one are you going to go for? The all-inclusive Megaplex Theater Valentine's Day night package? Or are you going to go for the new Platinum X? Or the traditional movie show Big Wiener Award? You know, I'll go for the Valentine's package. Ooh. boy. Very wise. Your Valentine's Day is taken care of. Your loved one is going to think you're pretty super duper. Huh? Is that also That's right awesome. next to gambling? That's right next to gambling. <laughs> You'll be gambling as soon as you hang up after you know that you are a great big wiener. But before we can bestow those prizes upon you, there is one little duty you need to perform. Let's hear from Frank. Frank to the point. Yeah. It was succinct. Frank, sing. Frank, now. <laughs> Do it now. Okay, now this is the important part right here. Ah, uh, we bless all the losers. We keep the movie show afloat. I thought gambling was illegal in Utah. Well, I think that's just in Utah County. The Movie Show. You probably think this world is a dream come true, but you're wrong. On KSL News Radio. All right, Stephen. Sir. Let's review another movie. I. Which one do you want to do, Mike? Oh, let's do. We got to do You People. <laughs> you pe- Oh, You People. Okay, here we go. 
If Amir and I had a baby, it would be a very nice baby. Mixed race people are really awesome. You know, you have like Mariah and Derek Jeter, and then of course you have the, the goat. The goat. The greatest of all time. Yeah, I know what it means, but who are you referring to? Our guy, the legend, Malcolm X. Oh, man. What in the mother? <laughs> you know, sometimes when you're trying to be cool, with with oh. good intentions, you just make yourself look like a wiener dog. I mean, you know, it just. Yeah, yeah. But this thing was so oh, over the top. Over the top. And oh, Nobody my goodness. Nobody would say half the things that these idiots say to each other about race. Really, Louise just... Dreyfus. And then on the other side of the family equation or the other family and the other part of this relationship is Eddie Murphy. And then they have great spouses, but they aren't as the, – the, the focus is on those two. Although David Duchovny made David Duchovny, when he's serenading yeah. the date, you know, when they meet the family thing. Wasn't and, that some um, – I, I can't remember whose song that was, like Beyonce's or crazy, something. Crazy, just oh, crazy. Man. But, you know, we, we all kind of step in it every now and then, and it's usually with, with the kindest of intentions, and we're all trying to be sensitive. But occasionally it, it just becomes ridiculous. So we have two young people who kind of meet in a weird way. He thinks that she's the Uber driver, but mm-hmm. then they kind of connect and they really fall in love. And it's really sweet to watch, you know, what happens. But then they realize that, holy cow, you know, the Jewish white family on this side. This is Jonah Hill, by the way, is the young man. The black Muslim family on this side. And how are we ever going to get these two families together? And watching this, and you know, there's a great story in here somewhere yeah. and something that would be really funny. But as you mentioned, just the language, not even coming out of the actors, but the music that's playing, yes. you know, while somebody's either trying to be cool or somebody's really trying to underscore who and what they want you to think that they are. And everybody's bending over backwards not to be offensive and thus being very offensive. And, oh, my goodness, th- there were times I just – and everybody's had that experience where, you know, everybody's been embarrassed by their folks occasionally. It's just part of life. And, you know, especially when your folks are trying to act really cool and they're not being cool at all. But take that and magnify it by about 10 or 100 times, and that's what we have in Except this film. Except for that last 20 minutes yeah. where the young girl, the young woman – tells Julia Louis-Dreyfus, this is what I'm experiencing here. That's then right. the movie got interesting. Well, and, and we had the same thing with, with Jonah Hill. Yeah. When he confronts, it's at the rehearsal dinner, and he confronts Eddie Murphy. And just, but you've been setting me up. You've been doing this. You've been doing that. And then it's some family members that kind of come in, too, like Eddie Murphy's wayward, weird brother. Oh, yeah. Who, what's his name? ironically, is a leech on the whole family, but yet he's seeing what's happening. Yeah. And so he not only hears it from his potential son-in-law, he hears it from his wayward brother. Yeah. And the same thing happens on the Jewish family side. And, oh, you know, the scene at the table where they are arguing over which is really the oppressed race and which were really the slaves, whether you go back to the Holocaust or whether you go back to Egypt and the biblical days Mm -hmm. or whether you go back to a great-great-grandfather that was a slave. Oh, my goodness. Trying to one-up each other on slavery issues. And you just went, this young couple doesn't have a chance. But do they? And that's where it got interesting to me. That's when the movie finally stopped being stereotypical garbage. And actually, they started communicating and having a conversation about race that really was impactful. So 
I would maybe watch the last 20 minutes of this movie. And, and then bag the rest. Well, but okay. but you don't get the end unless you see the beginning. I know what you yeah, mean. I know no, exactly it's just, what you it's mean. It's just exa- another thing that's exhausting. There is there is one scene where, you know, he's – Jonah Hill's just made up so much stuff trying to be cool and into black culture and everything else and talks about, you know, getting the game going at thus and such a park, you know, and whatever, which is a, the name of a, a black legendary character. Oh, yeah. And he's being called on it. So Eddie Murphy takes him and says, well, hey, get into the game. And when he does – I know, but that – I know, that felt disingenuous. I to know, me. but it, it was kind of a satisfying moment to watch to, Eddie Murphy kind of have to eat eat it. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it just kind of go, wow, this kid, this kid's really playing ball. Yeah, and but then you'd think that it would have changed his attitude, but it only no, reinforced no. his. That's right. Bigotry. I'm going to get rid of this kid. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get rid of him. It's called you people. Boy, I mean that that's the term that uh, just lights everybody on fire. You know, for cultural impropriety and racial, you know, prejudice. Yeah, that'll do so it. On. You say, well, you people don't understand. I mean, that's just like dumping fire, you know, gasoline, gasoline on, a fire. on a fire. <laughs> or fire on a gasoline. Which would know. be the same either way. <laughs> the same, the so, same thing happens. Obviously rated R. Yeah. It's on Netflix What's now. What's your grade? I was between like a too. B minus and a C plus. Because I'm C plus. I'm, I'm two and a half stars on this one. Well, it, to me, it was the music that really kind of threw me oh, off. Oh, it is, you know, and and again, my daughter said, "Dad, that's rap music. That's way. That's that's what it the way it is." Like. Oh, every, I'm like, well, I'm not used to it. I, I know. just felt I know. weird to me. It felt, it it felt like it didn't fit. Well, and and it's interesting too. And and this isn't just this particular culture or this particular arrangement of a Jewish family, uh, with a with a Muslim black family. Yeah. It it you see it in other ways too, but. Honest to Pete, you know, it, sometimes you just go, you know, you want me not to say it. Why is it okay for you to say it? And, you oh, know, and they yeah. go, well, we own it. You know, well, it's us. And, and I see that in other things. I, I see it things within the the religious cultures around me occasionally. Well, it's okay to say this, but it's not okay to say I can say well, it. If you listen to Dave Chappelle for like five minutes and you, oh. it becomes, hello. I know, I know, and and then the sad thing is, is you start going, good grief, I cannot win this game. I can't win this game. No. I'm going to look stupid or offend somebody no matter what I do. And so, anyway, it's called You People. I'm giving it a two and a half stars, C plus on in your world. Yeah, I'm probably B minus. I, okay. I, I, there are threads here that really work, and then there's... Yeah. The rest of it. And then there's the rest of it. You people. Okay, brief break. We'll come right back with more of the movie show. Back to Doug Wright, Steve Sales, and the KSL Movie Show. I noticed Matt came back just for this particular feature, and I think most people will know exactly what it is because... And we're going to save Oscar nominations for tomorrow's show. Yeah, I, yeah, want to, sure. I want to put in a plug for tomorrow's show. We're going to be at the Megaplex Gateway. That's the epicenter of the Sundance Film Festival for Salt Lake City. Starting at 8. Starting at 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock. We'll Whose kind of idea be where, was that? Where, it's, it's where the greenhouse usually hangs out. Oh. So we'll be 8 until 11 o'clock. We're really looking forward to spending that time. We'll talk Oscars. We'll talk Sundance. We'll talk a whole lot more coming up. Plus give you a little bit more on some of the movies we've reviewed even today. So. So, but we're going to squeak this in here because, you know, Matt would be so disappointed if we didn't. <clears throat> do you not get paid if you don't do this? What's no. happening here? What? 
Are you casting aspersions? Don't need to. Go people, ahead. People are gambling right now in anticipation of the well, movie show. Well, they better stop show. gambling because it's illegal. Top <gasps> ten. <laughs> ten. Hello. I Literally saw a kid jump on the screen <laughs> on the television. That's the kind of impact. Okay, it's the movie show top ten. Believe it or not, this is actually sponsored, legitimately sponsored, by Call <laughs> Services. Mm. Okay, what do, they, what do, do you they mean? know that? What do you mean? Mm. Do they know their sponsors? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Okay, number ten is the whale. Boy, in in all of its seven weeks, still about fourteen million dollars domestically. It's wow. doing huge overseas. Yeah, like five bucks. Forty-seven thousand dollars. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, killing it over four hundred and what about fifty-three million dollars right now in its eleven weeks. Three eighty-eight foreign. It's at eight forty. That time I got reincarnated as a slime. Oh, I'm the disappointed mo- that you got the the movie the Scarlet Bond English title. It's right. a Japanese anime. I have no idea what. They, okay, one point six million anyway. House Party. I finally even saw a trailer for that. It's made a glorious seven and a half million dollars right now. It's not good. Yeah, Plane. I like this movie. I wish it was doing a little better. As a matter of fact, it's worth seeing. Jared Butler does a good job. About twenty million dollars. What are the international numbers? A huge four. So at twenty-five. Okay, a man called Otto. I'm not kidding you. I'm hearing everywhere. My son and my daughter-in-law went to see that the other night. Absolutely loved it. I really liked it too. I think those who maybe saw the Swedish 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 yes. film uh, for for some reason they I think they they discounted well, because it. you can buy him as being a grumpy guy. Whereas Tom Hanks, I don't know. I kind of bought t- Hanks too, but you know, I I still I'm, everybody I'm talking to liked it. Well, a if you lot. want to see the original one, it's on Netflix. Okay, missing. Uh, you know, we sound missing. It's, you know, I thought this is a pretty yeah, good little movie for I a too. for a computer all, screen, all on computer screen. You know, which so, usually drives me nuts. Yeah, we talked about that last week. It was really kind of remarkable. We really need to hurry here. Megan, okay. it's made about seventy-five million dollars. Puss in Boots is terrific. Go see this movie. A lot of fun. And Avatar is still killing it over two billion dollars. James Cameron now has three of the top five movies of, of all, all time. time. We will be back. So guard your children and. <laughs> Small pets Popcorn and animals, buckets. Popcorn buckets and everything else. That does it for the movie show today. Thanks so much for being along. And tonight, when you go home, please make sure that you hug the people you love. Quite like. Yeah, I'm sure exactly. you'll tell us.